This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 3rd, 2020. The new life he offers, a life of revelation. So good morning, Connection Church. So good to be with you this morning. For the last couple of weeks and continuing today, we're looking at our mission statement here at Connection, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. What we've been looking at is, what is that new life he offers? Today we're going to explore, it's a life of revelation. Good morning, Connection Church. I'm just imagining you sitting in your living rooms or your kitchen tables with us. We are so honored that you are with us today. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before I pray, I just need to say something to Devin. Devin, I didn't realize we were both wearing jean jackets today, but hey, here we go. We're kind of like twins in a different era anyway. All right, everybody, let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the promise of new opportunities, the way that you speak to us, the way that you Reveal yourself to us. God, settle us in wherever, we, wherever anybody is right now. Remove any distractions so that we can all be laser focused on you. I pray this in the name of God the Father, Jesus Christ, his one and only Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 A life of revelation a life of God revealing himself, unveiling himself, his will, his plan for you and for me. You know, God um, revealing himself to us is, well, it's nothing new. He's been doing it from the beginning, from the very beginning, right there at the start in the Garden of Eden, from the moment he created human beings, created them in his image, male and female, he created them. He's been revealing himself from that point on and his plans to us, often in surprising and dramatic fashion. God revealed himself in many ways in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible. We, we read there's like a who's who of Bible characters Abraham, for instance, telling Abraham to leave his country, leave his people, his father's household, and go to a new land, promising to make him the father of a great nation with descendants as numerous as the stars, blessing him, making his name great, or like Abraham's son Isaac, who was also promised many descendants. And after Isaac, God revealed himself to Jacob, Jacob, wow, he said in a dream that Jacob's descendants would be as numerous as the dust on the earth. That is a lot of descendants. And, and God revealed himself to Jacob as well one night where Jacob wrestled with God until daybreak. God reveals God's self to God's people in many ways. Mm. And then we have one of the most well-known revelations of God as he spoke to Moses through a burning bush, a, a bush that was on fire yet not consumed. And that must have been something, I tell you that. God getting Moses' attention in no uncertain terms, telling him that he, Moses, 
was going to be God's messenger to Pharaoh to free God's people who'd been enslaved for over 400 years. And God revealed himself to David in so many ways across David's whole life from when he was just a a shepherd boy tending sheep. Also, he revealed himself to David as king of Israel, as David was tending to God's people. Mm. Several times in the Old Testament, God spoke through angels, often disguised as humans, like when he spoke to Abraham through an angel uh, that was in human form, telling uh, Abraham that uh, the next year his wife Sarah would give birth. And, and, and when, when God spoke to Daniel in uh, an angel in a vision, uh, giving him uh, what was coming in the future, prophecy. And then we have another picture of God revealing himself. It's in 1 Kings chapter 19. In fact, we spoke about this at one of our noon connections. Elijah was a prophet, and he was fearing for his life. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Horeb, which is the mountain of God. He was fleeing because um, God's people were, had kind of turned against him. And he felt like he was going to get killed eventually. And so he flees, and the Lord tells Elijah to go stand on the mountain as the Lord will pass by. Hmm. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, and and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? You know, we so often want the Lord to speak to us with a booming voice. But more often than not, it is, it is a whisper, just a whisper. And the thing is, even when God speaks to us in a shout or a whisper, we still wonder if it's God. And then we want more proof to make sure. Booming voice or a whisper, God speaks. Mm-hmm. You know, one way for us to check that it's from God is to, is to weigh the revelation that, that we feel is of God and, and, and weigh it against what we know from Scripture, from tradition, from reason, from experience. In other words, does this revelation go along with what I know of God? Does it go along with what I know of God from what I've read in the Bible, from the stories, from, from what's been shared to me through God's Word? Does, does this go along with what um, the, the traditions of the church have taught me, that over centuries the church has wrestled with some things, and does it, does it go along with what the church has, has shared with me along those lines? Does it make sense? I mean, is reason. I have a brain. Does it make sense from what I know of God in my brain? And does it make sense from what I go, know of God from my experience with God? from my day-to-day living in the world and what I know of God from that day-to-day living. We have to be careful. 
We've got to be careful because the evil one loves to masquerade, to, 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 to pretend to disguise himself. And he's very good at it. He's, and if we're not careful, we might think it's the holy one when it's the evil one. And so we need to be very discerning. And we need to, to really look closely to know that what, what we're uh, feeling being revealed is truly being revealed by God. So the scripture that Alan just shared was about the prophet Elijah, but God spoke to many prophets. You might have heard of some of them. There's Isaiah and Jeremiah and Hosea and, and Micah. God spoke to prophets, and then they in turn needed to share what word God was giving them to share with other people. It was not an enviable job because oftentimes they were speaking truth that the people really didn't want to hear. Mm. The birth of Jesus Christ brought a whole new meaning to God's self-revelation. No longer is God uh, revealed merely through a voice, an angel, a prophet, a, a dream, or even a whisper. Now, with the birth of Jesus God is revealing himself in flesh, and not just any flesh. He's revealing himself through Father revealed in the flesh of the Son. As we read in the first chapter of the book of John, verse 14, this is from the message paraphrase. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, True from start to finish. As Jesus told the disciples some 33 years later, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Once again, like Father, like Son. There's a strong, a very strong family resemblance here. So after the resurrection, and then after Jesus ascended to sit at the right hand of God, his Father, the Holy Spirit was sent to us, and the Holy Spirit also gives us revelation of who God is. Now, when the Holy Spirit came, we read about this in the book of Acts, it's called the day of Pentecost. When the Spirit comes like, like a, a booming wind, almost like a tornado, and then fire, flames rested on the shoulders of the disciples, and they were given a new language, languages that they never spoke so that God's people could hear God's word. There was a big festival going on in town. There were a lot of foreigners. And this is how God spoke through the Holy Spirit. God revealed God's self in this really incredibly miraculous way. Mm -hmm. And God re continues to reveal himself to us today continues to reveal as he has over the centuries. I mean, some hear God's voice. Some see angels. Some see dreams and visions. Some wrestle with God. Maybe you've done that. I know I have a time or I two. I have. Some hear God in the whispers. Jesus reveals God to us. The Holy Spirit reveals God to us. And the thing that all these revelations have in common is this. In the end, what God wants to reveal above everything else 
is that God loves us. God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. And that is the constant, never-ending message that God wants to reveal to us. But here's a challenge, and we have talked about this challenge many, many times. Oftentimes we are so busy that we can't even hear God when God tries to reveal himself to us. We don't notice God when God is almost like right in front of our face. Our busyness just goes and goes and goes, and there's so much noise, and, and we miss it. We miss God in all that busyness. Well, now, now things are a lot different. And now while we might feel like it's busy in a different way, there still is a lot more quiet. And perhaps God can get our attention in this new way, in this, in this season that we have. So let's take advantage of this season. Let's not miss the opportunity for God to disclose himself to us, reveal himself to us in this particular season, the plans he has, the things that he wants us to know, the things that he wants us to hear. It's really something how God reveals himself to us at times. Around 20 years ago, Carrie and I were on a plane coming back from a conference in North Carolina. It was a conference where there were a lot of church planters. The plan was that I was going to plant Connection Church while Carrie worked on the staff of another church because one of us had to make some money and it probably wasn't going to be me. (laughs) So someplace in the airspace over Philadelphia, in the quiet of the airplane, I, uh, I was visited by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a big dramatic visit, just kind of a, just kind of a inward, kind of a uh, talking to me with not, a, not an audible voice, just in my, in my mind. I'd been to Middletown and seen all the houses that were coming up and almost across the board, they were four-bedroom, two-story homes. These, these weren't starters, they weren't retiring homes, these were homes for families, growing families. See, when we were in Seaford, we were in opposite direction. We were different churches. And so I, I was really with the family on Sunday morning. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, Alan, this, this church we're putting up in, in, in Middletown, it's, it's for a family. It's, it's for those people in those homes you've been looking at. And it's not going to be much of a witness to those families if you and Carrie are in opposite directions every Sunday morning. You guys need to start this thing together. You guys need to work together from the get-go, as a witness to those families that you're ministering to. Well, I was in that plane, too, and I didn't hear the Holy, what the Holy Spirit said to Alan, but the Holy Spirit was talking to me as well, probably at the same time. Because when Alan verbalized what he was sensing, I wasn't surprised at all. I already knew what we needed to do. And so we got off the plane in Philly and we called our district superintendent who (laughs) oversaw the churches that we were serving and he wasn't so happy about the call because it was on Friday night at 10.30 but it was really important to us (laughs) because we had something pretty important to share with him. Well, he 
agreed to see us early that following week, and we shared with him what the Holy Spirit was telling us. Mm. We took with us a copy of the uh, most recent edition of the Methodist uh, Church a newspaper. I generally didn't read that thing, but I happened to look at it in our mail that we picked up when we got back from our trip, um, include an article by the bishop, Bishop Weaver at that time, and and he concluded the article by saying something like, what wild and possible notion has the Lord given to you, and what are you going to do about it? Well, the Lord had given us this wild, incredible notion of putting two fully ordained elders in the United Methodist Church in a church that didn't even exist yet, a church plant, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. <laughs> so we shared this when we met with the district superintendent shared what the uh, bishop had written, shared what our plan was, <laughs> this wild, incredible notion. And we said, don't let money be the reason for not doing this. Don't say we can't afford to do this because we will work outside. Carry the nurse, I'll, I'll substitute teach. We'll do whatever it takes because we knew this is what God was calling us to and we were not going to let anything derail us. And then we got kind of gutsy, and we said to him, we said, why don't you ask the bishop, did he really mean what he said in this article, or was he just taking up space? Well, apparently he meant what he wrote, because they put the two of us together, Connection Church, to start something that didn't previously exist. God revealed God's self on a plane. God revealed God's self through the bishop's article in that paper. Yeah. We really think about that a lot because when we're faced with all kinds of challenges, our church has had a number of challenges. We know that God was so far out in front of us that this mm. is God's plan, and we're just along for the ride, and so are you. You know, God speaks to us in a lot of ways. Sometimes it is kind of a, a roaring sound. Sometimes it's life-altering. But other times, it's just a whisper. And we have to lean in. And we have to be really aware and pay attention. Sometimes God's revelation is kind of low-key a whisper, not a burning bush, but God will reveal himself to you. God has done that all through history, all through the Bible. God will reveal his will, his purpose, his plan. It might be really big stuff and it might be small stuff because God's in the small stuff too. It might be about changing jobs or a way that we need to think about a relationship. I was on a Zoom call last week, and most of us were really kind of having issues with being cooped up and maybe even being with the same people. And you know God's been revealing to me, Alan, that I need to work on some fruits of the Spirit a bit more. What's God saying to you? You know, God is our Heavenly Father. And any of us who are parents or who have mentored others, younger, younger people, um, we try to teach our kids, our grandkids, those who we love. And 
God just wants to teach us as well, and God does that in, in revelations and also gentle whispers. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves me beyond measure. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to be with us forever. Mm. So, you know, our mission here is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. It's a life of revelation, a, a life of God revealing himself, unveiling himself, disclosing himself, his plan, his will, his desires to us, to you, to me. Revealing his love to us by revealing what he's calling us to, inviting us to, drawing us to. <laughs> and here's the thing don't ever forget. You can run, but you can't hide. You can't hide. God is relentless. He won't let you go. That's right. So what is God revealing to you? Is, is it some wild, incredible notion? Is it something less dramatic, but still very, very important? Is it a, a booming voice or in order to get our attention, or is God speaking to you in a whisper? Is it like a burning bush, or is it something else, a gentle wind? One thing we do know God does reveal himself to us. Maybe it's while you're reading scripture and you're interacting with God and you're open to God through God's Holy Spirit. What is God revealing to you? Maybe he's using a friend to reveal himself to you. However, whatever way it's coming, God does reveal his purpose and his plan for your life. How is God doing that? Are you clearly listening? That's the question. How is God revealing himself to you? And what are you going to do about it? That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it. And let's live it. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for not leaving us stranded. Thank you for the ways that you do reveal yourself to us. Maybe a, a loud voice and maybe just a whisper. Maybe some words from an accountability partner. Maybe it's in the eyes of someone else through scripture, through past experiences. But God, we just want to say thank you and open our hearts that we might receive you and know you and follow you. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.